0: It doesn't make you less Native American because you didn't grow up on a reservation. That's my own personal feelings. Um, I respect them for having grown up on a reservation and knowing who they are and knowing who their parents were. And they, they're they careful about who they let in now because you have a million people wanting to be Native American, right?
1: Hello, I'm Pete Ferrand, and this is The Time Traveler's Suitcase. Today, we'll continue exploring DNA and its effect on people, cultures, and investigations of ancestry. One person who's been interested in this area for a very long time is our guest on today's podcast. You'll hear what she discovered in getting reports from the different companies that do DNA analysis, and how she learned genetic genealogy, and how she found out about her Native American roots. DNA Consultants is the sponsor of the Time Traveler's Suitcase. It's a company that has been helping people find their ancestry for more than 15 years. The founder, Donald Yates, has written a number of popular books that have now become audio titles, like Cherokee DNA Studies, Real People Who Proved the Geneticists Wrong. This is the audiobook featured in the first few episodes. His pledge, then and now, was to treat every customer's family history with the same care as his own. That idea was behind the DNA Fingerprint Plus Cherokee Ancestry Test, and now Primeval DNA. Based on the discoveries of Israeli-American geneticist Eran El-Heik, it is the world's first ancient DNA test series. Could you match both modern-day Israeli Jews and ancient Israelites? It's possible, but it's only possible at DNA Consultants. Visit us online at www.dnaconsultants.com. Check out the latest in DNA research on modern day populations and ancient peoples like Vikings, early American Indians, Stone Age Europeans, and others. You'll be delighted and amazed. Our guest's name is Jan France, who'll share with us her genealogy studies. We're talking today via Skype. Let's get started. First, Jan, where are you located?
0: I am, right now, I'm in Ohio. Um, I've lived here for about 13 years, but I'm originally Viridian by birth and Virginian by growing up. So I consider myself a Southern girl.
1: I see. What would you say before you said Virginian? What uh, what community? Florida. Oh, Florida. Florida.
0: That's where I was born, yeah.
1: If anybody cares, I'm in a suburb of Milwaukee, which is totally irrelevant to what we're going to be talking about now. But I, I've, I've learned through the years that people do like to know where people where people are. It looks okay. like where you are in Ohio is bright and sunny from the light streaming in the windows and all that. Today, Today. Oh, So let's talk about your experience with DNA and your background. The founder of DNA Consultants has mentioned that you're one of his his oldest customers, actually. So... <laughs> longest-lasting customers. (laughs) It's not that you're particularly ancient yourself. Uh, (laughs) So uh, why don't we start out? Tell me how you got involved with DNA samples and the investigation thereof.
0: Well, um, very simply, I was adopted when I was uh, six months old. I was a baby. And as I stated, born in Florida. So I grew up... um, Knowing I was adopted, but not knowing anything about my ancestry whatsoever. I knew very, very little. It was closed back in the day, 1957. Um, it was a closed, sealed adoption. So I knew nothing. My parents really knew nothing. Long story short, and you fast forward about 20, 30 years, you know, you grow up and I, I had an innate sense of who I might be with regards to my my history, my ancestry, and so forth. Um, In the area I grew up, and this is a little segue, but I'll explain it. Mm -hmm. The area I grew up was very uh, in Virginia, and it was in the Richmond area. And it was in a very, uh, I'd say, upper middle class, very caucasian, And even though I I look different than most of the kids I went to school with, um, it was not diverse back then. And in any regards, got teased, got questioned, what are you, and so forth and so on. So, of course, that leads you to think, well, I don't, I don't know. So I'd like to find out one day. So I did. And I, I really wanted to know where I came from. So um, I guess to 20 years ago, twenty yeah, 20 years ago, um, I located my birth parents, which, uh, long story short... Um, got some minimal information, but information nonetheless from them that yielded me the ability to go in and do genealogy and on Ancestry.com back in the day. And so I was working on trees, which have yielded out to be fairly accurate over the course of this time. Then when the DNA uh, projects started up, I did what they called whole DNA, which basically gave you a percentage. It was very, very uh, simplified. And uh, I came up with a high percentage of East Asian. Later, Dr. Yates, uh, Donald Yates of DNA Consultants, of course, um, read it as most likely it was Native American. Then you fast forward a few years, and I'm still working on the tree uh, every branch of every tree, digging, 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 got more DNA done. Did family tree, did the mtDNA, did, um, later the, the, the SNP testing, which was not good, but, and then ancestry.com, that's so good to do research on. And I'll get to that after a bit, my okay. experience with that. And then my heritage of late, just for, Kicks is inexpensive, 23 Me, which is great for medical stuff, but everything else is not so great. Um, again, we can talk about that later. But mm-hmm. then I got Dr. Yates with uh, DNA Consultants, and um, he does the SDR testing and has stuck to it predominantly. Different results. And I had a hard time balancing the results of these other companies that do SNP testing and the STR. Very different read, which we can get into. Mm-hmm. But that's how I got into it. It was a slow roll. And um, I've stuck with DNA consultants, because it has been the most stable of all the tests I've had, despite what you read on the internet about STR testing. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I've just been doing it ever since I did my husband's genealogy, my genealogy. Um, ha- you have to do that to get into a uh, we're in, uh, enrolled in a state recognized tribe, um, and you have to produce your genealogy, uh, proving that you are who you say you are. So there you go. That's how I got into it the search and quest to find out who I
1: was. Wow. So you have become quite the expert at this because you've studied all of these different techniques and so forth. Now, one of the points that has been made is that it's very hard to determine who is a Native American, who's an Indian, and who isn't.
0: Yep, it has indeed. Um, and I relate that to, I would say, biases on the part of certain companies. And I'm not saying outward bias. They want to be biased. but um, I And I also don't think that they have, I don't think, I know, they don't have good population databases of the different American tribes. In other words, most of theirs is uh, the result of more West Coast Indian, Asiatic Indians. Um, and by that, I mean the West, Western Coast, not including the Sioux who started out in South Carolina. But anyway, the, you know, they don't have they assume that if you're a certain mt dna which is your mother's 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 in uh, dna if you don't have their category of native American, what they consider native american you can't be native american that you're just done it's cooked, put a fork in it you're done hmm. that's just not accurate there are very few studies outside of uh uh 23, and not 23, me, of of Dr. Yates' DNA consultants that actually have um, population databases, that of the Cherokee in particular, Eastern Band. And that's that's another interesting thing between the Western and the Eastern. A lot of natives don't want to have their DNA tested, and there's a good reason for that. Um, And I will look to the Cherokee of the Western Band. They don't want to be proven to not have the classic textbook Native American DNA, the right haplogroup, the mt mt DNA. Um, they're mixed like most of us. Um, they don't want to be told they're not Indians by DNA, so therefore they do not really get into DNA very much. The Eastern band's been more amenable amenable to it, and um, but there's very little, if none. Population databases relatable to East Coast, up and down the East Coast, uh, native tribes. There just aren't. So if you're one of them, if you're Seneca, which I'm Seneca and Cherokee, there's nothing. Zippo. Um, So that's a lot to do with the problem is the lack of information. It's changing all the time. And hopefully they'll, you know, get on board eventually. But they... It's crazy. And they'll tell you, you're not Native American.
1: That's a very interesting problem to deal with. Clearly what's happening, as you say, and this has been well-documented, is that Indians don't participate in DNA tests in in large numbers. Uh, There are a number of things that people are scared about, about DNA, about who will will turn up and why and and all this. (laughs) Plus, I would think that where do you start? Because somebody... All right, sends in a DNA sample to any company, really, and they say, "Well, right. okay, I'm a Cherokee or I'm a or what we have around here, Ojibwe." Okay, now how do you prove it? Because unless unless you are an enrolled member of these tribes and can somehow the right. the uh, inheritance, the heritage has been preserved in some form of documentation, you are whatever you say you are, and that's not a good way to build a database.
0: Yeah, and and that is. You know, that has always been a perplexing thing for me, because when you go, I'll say Family Tree in particular on this one, because they've confirmed this um, orally to me on the phone, Um, their databases are predominantly, or were, I don't know if they still are, but were predominantly based on exactly that, what you say you think you are. So let's say you match to someone who thinks they're Italian, because they their parents were born in Italy. Their grandparents may have been born in France and they're actually French by blood, but Italian by ancestry. So, or or by heritage, I should say. Yeah. So, how do you square that off? In other words, okay, so am I French by blood, but I'm Italian by roots because I was born there. But that doesn't make me Italian by blood. Right. So people get the heritage. And the actual DNA ancestry confused. And you have to sort of match up your DNA with the tree, the paper trail. And they don't always meet. And that is an issue. But but you're right. A lot of these databases are built on, or were at least in the past, built on who people say they are. Not necessarily who they are. And I think Dr. Yates' new ancient ancestry test, it's indisputable. If, If you relate, your DNA is consistent with, or if you have the DNA of, let's take the Vikings, the ancient Vikings, which was gathered from a man who was an ancient Viking buried in the ground for thousands of years, you can't dispute that. That's indisputable.
1: Except that, yeah. Except that, except we're going back to some essentially arbitrary finding. Ultimately, you have to stop at some point and say, okay, somebody who's been in the ground for thousands of years and uh, has been discovered with the remnants of a Viking helmet and the Viking clothing and whatnot is a Viking, and we can stop at that point. But of course, if you could go back another twenty thousand years, you would have a completely different set of all sorts of heritage, culture, whatever. We just don't know what it is.
0: Well, that is true. And I'm sure Dr. Yates could explain it in scientific terms. Certainly I can't, Yeah, but I do know that what, let me put it like this. The DNA test that I recently had with his new testing on um, the ancient DNA match up with my tree. Match up with the tree. Mm. So in that instance, you have proof. You've got the paper trail proof that match up to the results proof. So if they opened up their time frame, and let's say they opened it up to 10,000 as opposed to 7,000, what would my results be? Would they be the same? Probably not.
1: I was like going to say, we may find ethnic groups that died out that are nowadays unknown.
0: Yeah, that's possible for sure. Um, but I, I think what I'm trying to say is if you match everything to current populations, that may not be a true picture of who you are. Um, and you kind of ha- like if I, I'm going to give you a, a very simplistic example. Right. Let's say I had uh, I started out in China, and all of my ancestry was from China, dating back as far as you can go. A wise at this juncture, and over the time those Chinese folks migrated and intermarried with all kinds of different populations, made it over to the states, and they only do a database seven thousand years old, and it doesn't capture my Chinese background. It's still there. You can't remove that root of origin, it's still there. So it just doesn't show up in their database because they haven't gone back far enough. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: it's a fascinating theory. I think that you, I will say with the DNA consultants that my results have stayed stable. Mm -hmm. They've changed ever so slightly over the course of 10 years. Um, Ever so slightly. It's basically been, Stable. Whereas the SNP testing at Ancestry.com, for example, every year they change. And you know, the commercial where the guy is wearing the leaderhosen and he changes to a kilt because he found out he was Scottish and not German? Well, with this last rollout that they did, um, I kind of snickered and I, I said to the lady on the phone, I said, Was well, the guy with the leaderhosen gone back to the leaderhosen leder, now?
1: And can't?
0: <laughs> because it changed so drastically that you don't even know who you are with Mm -hmm. them anymore. But uh, genealogically wise, but when it comes to DNA, not so stable, not so stable.
1: And that kind of makes it kind of makes it useless.
0: It it does. I mean, if you're, if you're a hundred percent British this year and next year, you're 60% German, what the hey?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: how, how can you have confidence in that kind of up-and-down roller coaster DNA ride.
1: We're listening today to Jan France, a longtime customer of various genetic testing services, and what she's found differentiating them and how she learned of her own background. One point that I would like to make here that we talked about in passing earlier is there is a difference between heritage, ancestry, and culture. So in your initial example there of somebody who had grown up in Italy and whose parents grew up in Italy but they are actually if you go far enough back they are French culturally i suppose you could say they were italian because they grew up in the in, in the italian culture with all of the, the language and everything else uh yes. although if you look at the dna and go far enough back the earlier relatives uh, were were french
0: yeah Yeah, Brooke Shields is a good example of that. You can Google that one.
1: Really? Okay. Brooke Shields,
0: yeah. Yeah. Check it out. But it's the reason I use those as examples is because of discussing the Native American DNA dilemma. Mm -hmm. That's a big dilemma. Yeah. Um, Because you have Native Americans such as myself who were adopted. I didn't grow up on a reservation. I didn't know my heritage. I knew it innately. Mm. I did not know it was certainty until many decades later. Yeah. So does that mean I'm not Indian because I didn't grow up on a reservation? No, no. And it just means I didn't have the opportunity to learn my culture at an earlier age. My identity, part of my, a big part of my identity. Right. Um. But I have the paper trail and I have the DNA and it's just the migratory patterns of the Native Americans, they came from South America up the coast. Good example, Creek Indians. often sure. Oftentimes have South American, uh, uh, DNA. I do, which begs the question. I match Cherokee, but so we'll work on that one. Could be Creek, Cherokee, could be a blend. But, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, You know, the Native Americans who grew up on the reservations, my family didn't, my birth families, Mm -hmm. um, the Seneca did way back when, and I'll get into that later, but um, my Seneca lineage did. I have cousins that are elected officials up there, but in any regard, it doesn't make you less Native American because you didn't grow up on a reservation. That's my own personal feelings. Um, I respect them for having grown up on a reservation and knowing who they are and knowing who their parents were. And they, uh, I get it. I get their, their territorial isn't the word I'm looking for. They're, they're careful about who they let in now because you have a million people wanting to be native American, right?
1: There are benefits and, financial and otherwise to doing so.
0: Right. If, yeah. If you can get into a federally recognized yeah. job. Yes. Um,
1: but most Indians don't live on reservations. And right. for most of the country's existence, most Indians have not lived on reservations.
0: Right. And the, well, what I was saying is the migratory patterns of like, so let's, good example, East Coast Indians versus the West Coast Indians and Navajo, the Dene, the Apache, the Comanche, different migratory patterns of ancient days as to how they came together. So, to say if you're not of the Western ilk, you can't be Native American. <sighs> you know, and that's what we kind of have right now. And especially with the Cherokee, because they are, we're a mixed bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle Eastern, some ancient, ancient Jewish roots, some um, Australian Aborigine roots. I mean, you've got Mediterranean, Melungeon. I'm a Melungeon. But it's it's... <sighs> It's such a mixed uh, background. Yeah. And that's one of the problems with proving that DNA.
1: At some point, it would be wonderful and exciting if we learned how these ancient people managed to travel and navigate throughout the world. Of course, once they did, yes. they then, then began to intermix. And we kind of know how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> The ability to travel and navigate 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 years ago across the entire globe in significant numbers, and why they did this, and in addition to how they did this, if we ever learn that, that will be absolutely mind-blowing.
0: It would be fantastic. I mean, I would maintain that not every Native American tribe was a result of the Bering Strait. Sure. Um
1: Quite a number of people have, have discovered that or believe yeah. that that's the case.
0: So, it, it, you know, it, it's, I think the Indian, the Native American Indian DNA um, um, mystery is ever changing. Sure. And it, it's, you just can't, you can't rule out that you're not Native American because you didn't test positive on Ancestry.com or 23andMe. You've got to keep, don't, what I'm saying is you shouldn't give up Good. and you should at 23, uh, don't go to 23 and me. They, they have the same similar test, um, uh, population bases. Um, each one claiming to be better than the other, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, and I, I'm not trying to knock them because for what they do, especially the medical stuff is fantastic, but, um, it is isn't accurate. And or I think at least are,
1: it isn't is accurate for some populations. I would imagine for other populations, it's quite accurate.
0: I, I I would agree with that. I don't think they pick up on a lot of Jewish. Um, okay. I have I have Ashkenazi and shepherdim And um, in my tree, I've got the paper trail, and it showed up on uh, DNA Consultants, mm-hmm. Dr. Yates' uh, program. It did not show up at all on any other one. But I also have the ancient Jewish Mm
1: -hmm. DNA
0: through that new test. So if I were to believe those results, I would think I, even though I have Jewish ancestors fairly Mm -hmm. close in proximity on my tree, I would believe I'm not Jewish. And that's just not the case. So that's another mystery population that they're working out. Basically, I'd call myself a genetic genealogist in so much as I believe in matching the paper trail to the DNA. Mm In other words, not just looking at the paper trail and going, oh, that must be accurate, um, because oftentimes it is not accurate. There may have been an adoption along the way. Sure. There may have been, uh, dad went to war, mom thought he was deceased and had a baby, and he came back and adopted you. So you got to match those DNA results up to the paper trail, if at all possible, if possible. It's hard.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about not how DNA works, but about what use you're making of this information and what you're what you're doing with it after studying this for all these years.
0: Well, it enabled me to um, get into a state-recognized tribe. Um, it enabled me To get a better understanding of my actual true ancestry and um, ethnicity, if you will. Um, It is eye opening to find out who you are. Um, I think it brings people together. Uh, You realize you have more in common than the not. Um, And, you know, like determining my Jewish roots were very what well, that was immensely important to me um, and it touched me in a spiritual way as my Native American roots. Um, that when I when I got those results back, it's like you get teary because you're like, I knew I knew in here. Mm. So for anyone who wants to be able to confirm or just grow or they're just curious, um, it, it cements what you think you may have known about yourself or it can change what you know about yourself and it becomes very uh, spiritually I think in my case um, it was a spiritual journey because it led me to who I was who I always knew I was but didn't have the 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 facts because I was adopted so for me it has changed my life immeasurably to be able to connect to my Native American roots and um, practice ceremonies, uh, drum I drum, um, and there's that's a whole other issue for another day with women drumming, but I do <laughs> drum, <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's in my blood, it's in my genes. I'm pulled towards it. Um, it's very sacred, and I'm I'm I am blessed every time I pick up a beater and am able to drum. So be it by myself, with my husband, or, you know, in a group. So those things, no matter if you're Native American or any other ethnicity or group, it can connect you to your roots and really cement your heritage for you. And um, it can be eye-opening. It can be life-changing in a positive way.
1: I would imagine that this gives you a sense of completeness a sense of stability and even though one of the main points of science is that it changes always with new discoveries <laughs> and we all hopefully understand that and that was I got into an argument when I was a kid with a religious fundamentalist who pointed out that science was always changing and he seemed to think that was a bad thing and I said no that's actually a good thing because it means we're learning more. But at right. the same time, you know, you want to have some confidence. I think it's more more than stability. I think you want confidence in this information and in your background.
0: A hundred percent. The only confidence I have right now is in Dr. Yates' work <laughs> okay. because of the fact that I have experienced the other companies. And I, like I said, I don't mean to sound like I'm dissing them, but I'm just stating my experience. Mm-hmm. They have not been wholly accurate nor have they been stable
1: okay is there anything else we haven't covered that you'd like to like to mention here before we wrap up
0: um no i would just say uh, you know for anyone out there who has gotten tested and they're like this uh they're questioning the accuracy it's right to question Mm -hmm. it's it's okay to question I would direct them to uh, DNA consultants, do a follow up. Um, you will get the real deal.
1: Sounds good, Jen. Thank you very much for your contribution today to our time travelers suitcase. I'm really glad you had some positive experiences out of all this. Oh
0: you're. Great. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. It's an honor.
1: We've been listening to Jan France talk about her experiences with different genetic testing labs and what it means to her as an adoptee to learn of her Indian roots. You can find all of Donald Yates' and DNA Consultants' books on audible.com, from Ancestors and Enemies to Cherokee DNA Studies, Real people who proved the geneticists wrong. I hope you'll join us for the next Time Traveler Suitcase, as there's lots more to explore in the world of DNA. Listen to us on iTunes and from the link at dnaconsultants.com. We'd like to hear your comments. Please direct them to the webpage. The Time Traveler Suitcase is brought to you by DNA Consultants. Check out the webpage at dnaconsultants.com. The program is written by Donald Yates and Pete Ferrand, and I'm host and producer Pete Ferrand. Thanks for listening.